Hello and welcome to Scopy Radio. My name is Dana Johansson. And I'm Maureen Smith. And today we are joined by possibly our largest group yet. We are joined by Tim Gillengurton, Joelle Shalia, Rick Verkler, Sean Sheridan, and Megan Donahue. And they are all um, business owners and Chamber of Commerce participants in Andersonville. Yeah. Thank you all so much for coming. Thank you. Thank Thanks. you for having yeah. us. Of course. This is so. So we live in Andersonville. I think we've mentioned that on the show a couple times. Mm-hmm. The neighborhood in itself is just such a unique spot. In, and I think that a lot of neighborhoods in Chicago are this way. That they're very like each of the neighborhoods are so unique. But Andersonville has just like a certain magic to it that I really enjoy and love. So we really appreciate the, like to get to have this little experiment in, you know what what is individually represented throughout the neighborhood. So thank you all so much. Um, What I'd love um, is for everyone to go around and, you know, say, you know, who you're here representing today. So let's start with Joelle. So I am Joelle Shalia. I am here representing the Andersonville Chamber of Commerce. And we're so lucky to have such willing participants in today's little conversation and really glad we connected with both of you guys to have this opportunity and meet a local another local group in our neighborhood. Yeah. My name is Tim Gillengurton. I own Transit Tees. We're a gift shop. We have um, a store in Wicker Park and our newest store is in Andersonville. And we design 95% of everything you see in the store and we make about 90% of it. Cool. I'm Rick Verkler and I'm with the Guest House Hotel. Uh, we're a 25 suite boutique hotel here in the neighborhood. I'm the only hotel in Andersonville and uh, we just get enormous support from our friends and neighbors here in the neighborhood and uh, really love being involved with the whole independent artistic community and really gives our guests a very special experience when they come to visit the neighborhood. I'm Sean Sheridan and I'm a co-owner of the Wooden Spoon with my wife Trina Sheridan and we've been in the neighborhood since 1998 so we've seen a lot, a lot of changes in the neighborhood. It's a great community um, so we do cooking classes, we sell uh, retail, cooking retail, private events, and uh, we're happy to be part of the, the Arts Fest this week. I'm Megan Donahue and I'm the Development Manager at Raven Theatre. Raven is celebrating its 35th anniversary season this year and we have been in the far north side of Chicago the entire time. This is so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am actually, there's a bunch of places we can begin mm-hmm. as always. Um, but the thing that I'm really curious about uh, is, you know, I mean, we, I've lived in Chicago, uh, in Chicago for four years and I've lived in Andersonville for only a little over a year now. Um, but it is really amazing that a lot of the small businesses have been here for so long and have seen, like something that you mentioned was seeing the changing Andersonville. That's something that's, uh, seems to be very much part of the, like the narrative of Andersonville, if you, if you want to say that. Um, so I'm wondering if you would feel comfortable, like speaking a little towards that. Well, uh, it's, I mean, the changes have been immense (laughs) since 98. I mean, when we first moved in, uh, my wife hates this story. That's why I'm going to tell you. But when we moved in, I bought the building in 98, and it was pretty rough for a block. I mean, there was gang shootings and gang bangers, and it was was pretty scary. 
And uh, she she grew up, there's six kids in her family, and she grew up on, you know, where four of the six kids dropped out of high school. She had some tough, you know, all the kids did well, but she grew up where it was a little tougher. And so then when she, she moved in with me, she's like, she just boxes everywhere. She just breaks down and starts crying. Because she's like thought that she moved it back. She, she went to college to get out of the ghetto. She's mm -hmm. the only one in her family to go to college, and now she's back in the ghetto. And now you look at Andersonville, and I think you guys see yeah. it's a beautiful place. And it took the community to make it a beautiful place like this, and it took decades. And yeah. now it's it's a great place to live. My uh, my aunt moved to Andersonville and actually still lives in Andersonville, like down the block. She moved to Andersonville around that time as well. And I remember being a kid and coming to visit her and being like, why do you live here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like now she's she's the luckiest woman in the world because she's gotten to see, you know, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Like you've gotten to see this amazing community build up around you. Oh, it's great. I mean, it because we got to see it. Because right. you can see how it, it, it changes and it takes it takes time. Yeah. So the one thing I would say for anybody is, you know, just it'll take time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's our block we thought would have changed a long time ago and now it's really changed. As someone who's, you know, new to the area, new to Andersonville, because y'all opened up in July. Yeah, July seventh, so we just celebrated three months. So I used cool. to come to Andersonville to go shopping. I would go to Gosemite Garden Center. Mm -hmm. This was probably twenty years ago. And um, about eight years ago, we were invited to share a booth at the Galleria. So we tried retail for the first time, having a retail outlet. It grew into a full booth, and then we just jumped onto this opportunity to have our own store. But the Galleria was nice. It gave us an opportunity to test out a product, to fine-tune it, and then to grow that business. That's such a cool space. Yeah. I love the Galleria. It's like, um, I, I, I discovered it while I was Christmas shopping yesterday, last year, and I walked in and I, I heard like an angel choir singing and I was like, this is amazing. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm really interested in kind of a little bit more of that perspective because something that I do think, uh, as we've been talking about the changing Andersonville is, there is also like a, like a, a heartbeat and identity of it that hasn't changed. And especially as, more folks come in and more businesses start and things like that. Like specifically transities, like y'all have such a, I mean, you're in your pitch, you were saying that it, it's a gift shop, but you have also a very individualized brand and, and the way that you do things is very thorough yeah. and very like very artistically driven and the design is very clear. And I think that that's something that you can say about a lot of the things in this, and you know, in Chicago and as a whole, but in something you can say about Andersonville specifically too, and I, I wonder, um, and this is just for the room, what you think it is about this neighborhood and, and maybe about Chicago as a whole, um, that even as it changes, as even as it kind of gets new blood in, if you, if you want to put it that way, it still kind of has that, it, it calls and brings in that certain kind of, I don't know, well, big I, shoulders yeah, thing. I think of it as like a, we have some hyper-local products, like products that are designed for this neighborhood. We designed them for Midsummer Fest when we would do that festival. And Chicago's full of great neighborhoods. Um, this one is 
surprised me. I'm loving it because uh, when my doors open, as I was setting up, people would just poke their head in and say, welcome. They were just yelling, welcome, and they'd walk by. And it was such a warm feeling. I wondered what the underbelly was here. <laughs> but um, I think it's just a genuine, um, very kind community. A lot of business owners reached out to us already and welcomed us. And it's been a great feeling. Uh, Rick, I have a question for you. So um, you're in a, you are in an interesting position with your business in that you see people who do not live here. Um, you see people coming in and experiencing Andersonville for the first time. I'm wondering if you could speak to that experience of like things that you've heard, people's like first impressions of the area. Sure. Uh, we're lucky enough to see people from all over the world that comes to stay with us. And uh, a lot of them are repeat visitors to Chicago. They've stayed in the, in the loop in different neighborhoods. And part of our job and with, with my amazing team is to take that phone call when people are asking about where should we stay, what should we do, and say, hey, we're in this amazing neighborhood uh, with these great local businesses. Uh, you're not going to see any chains here. Our restaurants are going to treat you golden. Our, our shop owners are going to treat you like friends and neighbors. And it's going to be a whole different experience, um, very different than what you're going to get in a traditional uh, large chain hotel elsewhere in any city center, really. So what we see is a growing repeat clientele because of that. They're coming back to stay not only with us, but to experience the neighborhood over and over again because there's so many great things. Um, the theater scene is terrific and uh, the food scene and just, you know, uh, you know what we were mentioning before is... Um, having that feeling that you're almost in a small town, this little microcosm within the city, yeah. uh, where uh, people are so warm and welcoming, and the feedback is tremendous. Um, yeah, we have a huge repeat clientele. Um, interesting, and I don't know if there are any statistics on this, but one of our, our largest growing demographics are new grandparents. Uh, really? Coming into the neighborhood. Uh, the, I don't know if it's the water in Andersonville, but uh, yeah. uh, but we see lots of new grandparents coming to stay with us. Um, oh, that's so and cute. That's, and, and because of that, for the four years that we've been open, we're, we're seeing these little babies grow and grow and grow. So we've helped to celebrate, you know, first birthdays and, and um, family reunions and things like that. So it's a lot of fun for us. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, as somebody who, you know, is part of, who kind of has connections with all these little businesses and like you know kind of a pulse on the community are you seeing like a, a grow toward a more like family neighborhood um so yeah andersonville's i think been shifting that way for quite a while we have a lot of young families and we actually have a lot of just young single adults as well um and we have you know over 300 businesses along clark street alone Within chamber membership, we're almost at 300. So we definitely have a lot going on here. Um, I know uh, we have been adopting a phrase lately in the chamber office that we are trying to promote the Andersonville experience. So it's not only coming here to shop, to find great antiques, to really experience the nightlife and the culture and the theater, to stay. Um, there's something always going on. And we've started a series called First Fridays, which some of you may have heard of, and um, that is every first Friday of the month. So we actually have one coming up today, October 6th. Oh, really? <laughs> yep, tonight. So, um, so yeah, every Friday night we want to kind of, or every first Friday night, we want to ingrain that into 
just people who love coming here that they can always find something going on, whether it's late night shopping, restaurant specials, exciting artist pop-ups, things like that. That's so cool. Well, speaking of nightlife in Andersonville, I'd love to talk about the Raven Theater. You said that you're celebrating 30 years? 35. 35 yeah. years. This is our 35th season. That's so crazy. Would you mind talking about, like, you know, kind of the development and the growth and of, of the theater? Sure. Um, well, when the theater began 35 years ago, we were working out of a space, pretty quickly we started working out of a space in Rogers Park, and then about 15 years ago, maybe a little more, we moved to our current location, which is at Clark Street in Granville. So we're just a little north of most Andersonville activities. Mm -hmm. And um, it's been exciting. We've traditionally done a lot of those playwrights that you read in high school, your Arthur Miller, your Tennessee Williams. We, did a, we do a lot of modern classics, uh, but we're also really focusing on new work now. So this season we're bringing we just opened uh, Choir Boy by Terrell Alvin McCraney, who wrote Moonlight, which won the Oscar last year. Uh, so that's the first show of our season. It's never been done in Chicago before. Then in the winter, we'll debut Nice Girl by Melissa Ross, who's a new playwright. And that is, again, a play that's never been seen in Chicago before. Then we have a world premiere with Chicago's own playwright, Philip Dawkins. Uh, we have a brand new play about Tennessee Williams and William Ng. And then we have finally, suddenly, last summer, which is kind of a return to our roots with Tennessee Williams. So we have a broad range of theater happening, um, just like we have a broad range of activities happening in the neighborhood. So we've got a little something for everybody. Yeah, and I, I love that um, in a lot, in the same ways that a lot of the, like, businesses and, and entities in Chicago operate. This The one side of the spectrum is very focused on local Chicago. Like, it is really mm -hmm. about, like, what you were saying, about bringing the experience of um, being a local to it. And, and mm -hmm. as a, like, as an arts organization, um, do you find that that's lent something to the process, that, that kind of local? I think so. I think Chicago is such a theater hub, and there's so much beautiful and wonderful theater work happening in Chicago that anything we can do to encourage our local playwrights and our local scene is important. Yeah. And then Edgewater Andersonville is just a hub for theater. There are the Edgewater Theater District, which includes Andersonville and its reach is I think somewhere around twenty companies now, mm. don't quote me, but <laughs> somewhere around there just a multitude of theater companies are in this neighborhood. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, that sounds that sounds accurate to me. Yeah. Um. Um, so I'm wondering. Um, oh, did you have a thought? Or no? no just to reflect <laughs> this. Anyway, so I'm wondering. Um, let's move on to Art Week. Um, yeah. It's starting next week, correct? Um, and there's a wide range of activities. There's so much that people can do. There's so much that people can get involved in. Um, in Anderson, Andersonville, a lot of trouble people can get into. Um, <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, I'd love to hear um, what y'all are doing to make Art Week's Art Week special this year. Well, I'll kind of intro that. So Andersonville Arts Week is in its 15th year this year. Um, but believe it or not, this is the first year we've celebrated an entire week. Uh, pri prior to this, you might have uh, remembered Andersonville Arts Weekend. So it was always three days usually around this time of year too, the second or third weekend in October. And we kind of wanted to just blow it 
up this year, big time. <laughs> it's sort of been a call to action from the community for the past couple of years, especially from the business community, because it is an event that a lot of people really love. Traditionally, it was very focused on visual art, and we had several businesses activate as sort of pop-up galleries where they would invite a visual artist in to hang for the weekend, and then we would have the Friday night kickoff parties where everybody would kind of stroll around the neighborhood, have some food, have some drink, and check out all of these artists along, you know, the whole stretch of, of Andersonville, which is about a mile and a half, if you can believe it or not. Yeah. Um, so this year, we really wanted to, to, to include more art because art is not a singular form. As we all know, it is theater, it is dance, music, it's the visual art for sure, but then we wanted to bring in handmade and public art and kids and family, do-it-yourself, culinary, um, in literary too, because we have Women and Children First Bookstore producing so many great events and so many author readings. So we just, we wanted to make this a very, again, inclusive experience for everybody, the Andersonville experience of Arts Week. So we're running six days. It's beginning on October 10th and running through October 15th. And we, you know, everyone who's here in this room is doing really exciting work for Arts Week. So I'm very excited for them to share what they're doing. Um, Megan is actually kind of helping kick off the whole event on Tuesday night. Yeah, we're starting with our theater crawl, mm -hmm. which should be a fun time. We'll start at Raven Theater and do a tour of the building and let people really kind of get a backstage look at what goes on. And then we'll all walk over to Rivendell Theater on Ridge Avenue, um, where there'll be a scene from their current show, which is really exciting. And then Barrel of Monkeys, another theater in the neighborhood, will do a pop-up there. So it should be a fun time, a very theatrical evening. And that's free. So a lot of these activities during Arts Week are free. Uh, we do have a link up for the certain RSVP-based events. If you RSVP to the theater crawl, for example, you do get a free drink. So cool. Nice incentive, right? Advanced <laughs> RSVP. So that's at 7 o'clock on Tuesday. And Tuesday's really our, our big kickoff. Very cool. And then um, what can people look forward to for the rest of the week? Um, I am going to pass that off, but um, I, I will say... I will let all of these guys talk about their featured artists, but for the rest of the week, Wednesday night, we have a really big party going on on Berwyn. Um, as some of you may know, Andersonville has a farmer's market six months a year on Berwyn between Clark and Ashland. We're slowly wrapping up the season. We only have two weeks left, but the farmer's market will run from three to eight, which is an hour longer than normal. We will have string lights, and then we're actually expanding the footprint. So we'll jump over Clark. Don't worry, Clark will not be closed. <laughs> uh, we'll jump over Clark to the east side of Berwyn from Berwyn to the alley just past Norcross and Scott. And we'll activate that with um, about four performances throughout the evening between four and eight o'clock. We have Gus Giordano Dance School coming to do a final dress rehearsal for their big benefit that's on Friday. So they're actually using the farmer's market venue as the benefit rehearsal, which is awesome. We have EKF Martial Arts coming down to do martial arts demos. We have Rabid Bat Theatricals. We have um, Merry Music Makers. We have a lot going on. We have um, several little booths set up with other businesses throughout the neighborhood. Um, Chicago Methodist Senior Services is doing this very cool um, 
kind of pay it forward art project where you get to decorate an art postcard and kind of pay it forward to somebody. So that's Wednesday. I could go on and on. Thursday we're celebrating <laughs> culinary. Friday night is again that big party night that everybody has come to love and expect with Andersonville Arts Week where you're going to walk around and experience like 60 different receptions throughout the neighborhood. Oh and then God. Saturday and Sunday we're popping up with um, a handmade market in the Swedish American Museum parking lot as well as the uh, Notra storefront which has been closed but we're lucky enough to pop up there at 5202 North Clark. And that it will serve kind of as the arts weekend headquarters as well cool. for the Saturday and Sunday. Cool. Well, and you can catch something cool that we're doing on Sunday at the Handmade Market mm -hmm. if you want to find yourself there at 3 o'clock. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, it's kind of a big uh, surprise. Surprise, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, well, oh, I just forgot the question I was going to ask. No! Well, the other thing is that I'm, and this is such a weird interview, like, thing to do during an interview, but I just remembered that I left the, um, the, the burgers in the oven. Oh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, while you formulate a question, I'm going to prevent a fire from happening. Yeah, that would be a very good idea. And it, honestly, it'll be perfectly cooked now is the, is the thing. It'll be, it's actually, it actually, I think works out for the best. Um, Don't miss that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm really curious, uh, especially as a person that's done administration for different things. And I think a lot of, especially a lot of people that listen to our show do administration for a lot of different things. And, um, you know, it's obvious that this is such a an all-encompassing uh, um, event, uh, series, and, and week. Uh, I'm kind of curious uh, how how long has the process really uh, took for you? And um, you know, I, I'm also just like want to laud the importance of those kinds of structures, these like organizational, collaborative, you know, cooperative structures that exist, like the Chamber of Commerce. Sure. Um, so we started this conversation, as I said, last year during Arts Weekend time about mm -hmm. wanting to expand this event in 2017. Um, and we are lucky to have a very great uh, marketing committee that Tim actually serves on as well. Um, so we went through a process of uh, talking about what we wanted the event to look like this year, um, how we could really expand it, get more businesses involved, just to give you an idea on average, we usually had about 40 businesses participating in this weekend, and this year we have 80. Wow. And we had an average of about 100 artists in years past, and this year it's over 200. So we have a massive six-day event on our hands. We're trying to avoid saying festival because it is not all outside. We don't want people to show up thinking we have the street closed and there's all these tents out and things right. like that. But the, you know, the festivities are really going on inside the businesses. So I, I kind of actually want to throw it to you because Tim has been a really integral process of helping us shape this event this year and has been such an amazing um, support system, especially new to Andersonville. And um, he is actually one of our Arts Week sponsors this year. And they're doing something really cool that I'm going to let you talk about. Yeah, we have a great creative team on staff. So we are going to feature um, concept through production of one of our products. So we're showing pencil sketches, all the artist notes, um, the, the process, going to film, silkscreen, and then we're actually moving one of our silkscreen presses into our space with um, an on-site demonstration of printing. We're going to be printing the official tote bag for Arts Week. So if you'd like a tote bag, swing by Transit Tees and you can pick one up and 
fill it full of goodies in the neighborhood, hopefully. That's so cool. I love, I think that um, what we lose with a lot of like, you know, we mentioned the lack of chain businesses, chain, you know, chains in Andersonville. And what I think we lose with kind of those big businesses is like the process and like learning about the process of how things are made. And um, I, I come from a coffee background. And so I, I, I know that like when, um, you know, when you get into like the larger chain coffee places, you, you lose, you lose the connection to where the product is actually coming from. And, and, you know, relating to this, like you can pick up a t-shirt at Target and it'll have like a cool little design and you're like, cool. And you have no idea like what went into Mm -hmm. making that shirt. It is. There's a magical moment once you produce something with your own hands where we hand pull all of our screens. Mm -hmm. So there's a magical moment when you've just converted a concept to a physical item and it's addictive. It's fun. Yeah. Oh, I, well, You'll see me there. That's for sure. That's so yeah. cool. <laughs> and I can imagine that sort of translates with Sean too, because the wooden spoon features cooking classes. So you're there turning product into reality and actually demonstrating uh, that's your true. truths. And so we're going to be doing for Arts Week. We're hooked up with PH Comedy. Oh, so cool! The PH Comedy is a troupe in Andersonville, and so we've been doing cooking and uh, comedy classes, improv classes with them for. I think the past three years now. So they're going to be our res- our resident artists. And so what we're going to be doing is Friday night, uh, we're going to be doing a, a cooking with comedy class. So we do a regular cooking class. And then they come in and do the improv show afterwards. And then on Sunday, we're going to be doing three, um, the art of pizza and improv. So we're going to go where the customer comes in they go and make uh, make their own pizza, and then we have a wood-fired oven that we're going to fire it up. They'll make their pizza and eat their artisanal pizza while they're watching the uh, watching the improv show. Cool. So we're going to do three of those shows on Sunday, um, and all the information's on the website. That's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, I'm. Um we just discovered the wooden spoon a few months ago and I love the um that it has that very um sort of looking for like it has that interaction based uh kind of environment to it um and I'm kind of curious for you like how how the idea of getting the people that come to the store and getting them involved in the process really comes through in, in cooking especially for the cooking especially for this specific class or just any class? Or? I mean, in general too, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, for like the classes, the people come in and usually everybody's kind of tight. You know, it takes mm-hmm. takes a little <laughs> bit to get them loosened up and uh, being BYOB helps on that part. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then we go, what we do is we do a meets in place first where they'll go and we'll show them uh, how to organize the recipe. So we'll go, they'll get everything in place, and then our chef goes and leads them through each recipe. So by the end of the night, they've created a, a great meal, and they, they eat it together. And by the end of the class, a lot of times, the group that came in didn't know anybody, other than maybe the person they came with. Uh, they end up, we have people who, they go out afterwards, 
They come back year after year with groups of people that they've met at the classes, so it could be magical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's um, how, when I, as I was fumbling over words, what I was trying to really think about is like, there's just something about, and I think this is even a, a Midwest thing at large, there's a big call for doing things yourself and getting your hands dirty and getting involved. And I think that that's super powerful. And I think that that I think is one of the magical things about Andersonville itself is that um, you have all of these small businesses. Um, It doesn't have a hyper corporate feel and it it really captures it it, at a very high quality level. All of these things are, are, um, you know, like I said, it's it's a bunch of people that just learned how to do things themselves to the best of their ability, um, and uh, you know I'm, I'm I, I guess I'm trying to figure out what what and this could be anybody answers this question. What do you think it is about this neighborhood that yeah what yeah, you, yeah what do you think about this neighborhood? <laughs> well, I I think I think it really stems from our business owners because. Everyone has such a sense of camaraderie kind mm-hmm. of ingrained. We want to see the neighborhood succeed. I think there's a huge pride here in Andersonville. Um, and, of course, we have our Swedish roots, but we're so much more than that now. Andersonville is for everybody. That's mm-hmm. how, that is another mantra we've kind of been repeating lately. Like, everybody is welcome here. We want to show that we, too, are, you know, cooperative players. Like, like Sean was saying, they're working with PH Comedy Theater and Rick, I mean, Rick's here because they have an awesome collaboration going down um, South Andersonville for Arts Week. So I don't know if you agree, like that camaraderie factor and that, that the businesses can get together on their own and plan these things is incredible. It was amazing because, like Joel said, we're, we're in the south part of the neighborhood. We're south of Ainsley, north of Lawrence, and mm. there's not a whole lot of natural foot traffic down there. Um, so having the opportunity to do something for Arts Week was, was important for me. and. Just next door, we have Sidewinder Gallery, an amazing contemporary art gallery. Uh, just to the south of us, a new art studio, Studio S, has opened up uh, with um, both children's and adult art classes. So while I'm thinking about, I have this great blank palette, if you will, in the, in the lobby of our hotel of what to do, um, I reached out to both Brett and Rachel and said, would you be interested in collaborating? And instantly, I mean, the response was just overwhelming. Absolutely, this is great, we'll get together. Um, we formed our own little creative committee um, and creating a Facebook event and bringing our artists together. So so while we all have a featured artist or two, we're also sharing a lot of the artists, which is a lot of fun. So you can go between our businesses throughout the week and um, we're all showcasing them a little bit differently. So for instance, the artist that's going to be down at Studio S is an amazing ceramics maker. Uh, she'll be there all week long in Rachel's gallery space. I have an amazing handmade wooden 10-foot table in our library, in our conference room, uh, hand-hewn from a 100-year-old barn. I want to work in that library. <laughs> it is amazing. It's a pretty gorgeous space, and it's warm, and it's inviting. Um, and so I invited Monsoon Pottery to come in and do a tablescape to cross-promote what she's doing at Studio Us, but also highlight Arts Week. Um, and then I have one of Brett's featured artists coming in and we're doing a gallery wall with his artwork during the week. In addition, I have Tanya Rota Milans, who has a space in the Galleria. Uh, she's also an amazing jewelry maker, so we're showcasing 
her art all week long. She's doing a special collection just for the guest house. And then she's doing a pop-up on Friday and Saturday at the guest house hotel, uh, where she'll be making, uh, doing some, some handmade jewelry as well. Um, we have Catherine and Confections, who's a favorite at the uh, farmer's market is setting up a hot chocolate bar for us on Thursday and oh Friday. So now that the temperature is <laughs> dropping just a little bit um, to come and sample some of her delicious drinking chocolate and that will be at the hotel in the hotel lobby. Well and I was doing some poking around um, about your hotel before y'all came over and I saw like even beyond Arts Week you have kind of you have a, a strong arts presence. I noticed that you had had some other pop-ups in the past. Um, I'm wondering um, you know, in, in deciding to open a boutique hotel, um, you didn't necessarily have to have an arts element, you know, but I'm wondering what led you to incorporate um, the arts community into your environment. I think part of it is Chicago has such a strong artist, artistic background, and then layering in being in Andersonville itself. Uh, there's there's such a strong presence of uniqueness and individuality here. So when we were designing our lobby, we didn't want to feel, again, like a sterile big box hotel. We wanted to be part of the community. And if you walk through our lobby, it um, we actually have a printed gallery walk that you can take and then check out all the art there. It's all Chicago-centric. Uh, it walks through pop culture. It talks about history. We have great vintage photos of Wrigley. Uh, we have playing cards from the World's Fair, so it just talks about the great history that we have in the city, and you know our guests really dig that. That's um, you know they're here for that that quintessential Chicago experience, and uh, you know again we didn't want to go super trendy or business like where it's kind of a sterile environment. We want you to feel at home, uh, to walk in. It's warm and it's inviting, and uh, and we had a lot of fun putting the art together, and Arts Week is just letting us expand upon that. We have this sort of this. Um, unused space, if you will, that just lends itself to being a gallery. So in the past we've had feature artists and, and uh, you know, again, we're bringing in another fantastic artist for, uh, for Arts Week that creating our own gallery within the hotel. So it's a lot of fun. And, and like I said, our, our guests, just another layer of hospitality uh, that, we, that we give our guests and uh, that they don't experience at other hotels. Awesome. Um, I have a question for the two kind of Andersonville veterans in the room. So, um, you know, in the art art week or art weekend has been around for fifteen years now. Um, I'm wondering, in the past, have your businesses been involved? You know, moving going back throughout the years, like is it this is this your first involvement in art week art, art weekend or? That's a great question that I wish I knew the answer to. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Raven, I can answer. Raven. I, you know, last year Raven was involved to the extent that, you know, they have shows running Thursday through Sunday typically, mm -hmm. as do all the theaters that are involved. Um, we are able to, if, if the theater signs on, list the current production for oh. that weekend. So Raven was involved in that sense last year where we listed the current production, as we will list Choir Boy or have listed Choir Boy for this weekend. Um but I think it's a really unique um, draw this year that, that Raven and Rivendell and Barrel of Monkeys have been so involved in organizing outside of the normal footprint of mm -hmm. Thursday through Sunday. Cool. Mm -hmm. No, the, the reason I... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, for, for us, this will be our 15th year. So, oh, I mean, that's we so have, cool. We have uh, <laughs> we've done every one. And uh, we've, in the past, it's just been visual artists. And uh, like I said, we've been... 
uh, teamed up with PH County for the last few years, so we decided to do, and uh, the chamber opened it up where it was more arts, uh, theater, and different things, because it was more visual arts before. Um, so uh, we're, we're really enjoying mixing it up this year. That's so cool. Well, and, I, and that, the expand, the week expansion, I think, really helps to that end, too, as, as, as it's expanded in uh, medium scope, if you will. It's also the, the days, because at, coming from a performing background like that, the weekends are just murder for scheduling. Yeah, and so like, busy. Yeah, getting to do a Tuesday night event is like, oh, gorgeous. Like, yeah. Well, and it's nice, too, because as you point out, when things are, when a show is running, there's not a lot of the theater I can show people. Right. There's the right. show happening. You can come see a show, but mm -hmm. on an off night like a Tuesday, mm -hmm. we can get into all the back corners and not get in anyone's way. So, mm -hmm. so, so um, I have a um, a question for Tim. Um, I my date. I'm a manager at a cafe in Wicker Park, and so I know what it's like to go from Andersonville to Wicker Park and then back in a day. Um, I'm wondering if you could speak to kind of the like the difference in vibe that you've kind of cultivated in your wicker shop versus your Andersonville shop. It's been interesting. I was in the similar situation whereas when I was picking where to live I was going back and forth between the two neighborhoods trying to decide. They each had uh, qualities that drove me to each location. Mm -hmm. Uh, I ended up in Bucktown, which is near the Wicker store, mm -hmm. and so this opportunity now to have a store in Andersonville and be up here more often has been very enjoyable because it's so friendly. It's now making me hesitate about where I should live. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm enjoying the commute. It's I really do like working up here. It feels like um, a more relaxed, friendly environment for sure. Um, the store here was more refined, so we were able to build everything out exactly how we wanted our next location to be, and it's, it was the best choice. Um, the chamber's been really supportive, helped us a, a lot. Um, the community's been amazing. We've had people come in three times already in three months or more. People are returning. They're really supporting us. Um, so that feeling, there's a feeling for sure that we talk about with this location. Um, so that's been really nice to experience that. That's so cool. Um, and this is perhaps like a silly question, but was there um, a point ever in your businesses where you were not a member of the chamber? And if so, what has that membership added to your experience as a business owner? We've been a chamber member off and on um, we've been involved with Midsummerfest for about eight years, uh, similar to the Galleria. So it's definitely enhanced our business. Um, I used to think that chambers were um, sort of formulated, and I never joined the chamber to uh, make money or really promote the business. It was more about being involved with the events. I would do it so I wouldn't forget to go to the event. <laughs> so that... Um, sort of that change in my realization about what a chamber is and how to be involved is, has been um, really helpful for me in addition to just being involved in the events. Yeah, and I have the same question for 
the th for the three of you? Well, we actually joined the chamber before we even opened our business. Oh, cool. So we opened about six months before we opened the business, knowing that we were opening the business. But we actually live above our store. We are, I mean, we can't be more local. <laughs> <laughs> and we got a 20-step commute. And uh, we just thought it would be a good way to be part of the community, too in the chamber so it's worked out well for us over the years that's awesome one thing that was really helpful for me by joining the chamber is um, I moved to Chicago to help our owners Dave and Simona open the hotel so long story short we essentially had a condo building um, Dave is a, a developer built the condo building unfortunately came onto the market at the wrong time so uh, he and Simona took the building back for themselves and turned it to a luxury vacation rental property and that was our, our first touch into the hospitality world here in Andersonville. And with the success of that, the next phase of the condo project was uh, changed in, in to become a hotel. So, so I came here four and a half years ago to help them with that process. And a big part of joining the chamber was for me to get there and meet people. Um, so I've met some fantastic friends. It is, uh, we've said this more than once today, uh, it's a fantastically friendly community. We're all there to help out each other. So, so I did it for the networking aspect of it. Um, getting to meet some people out there, um, and then as small business owners, um, you know, we have similar problems even though our businesses may be completely different, but things do pop up once in a while that we can call each other or go have a coffee together and share advice, share our woeful stories, um, <laughs> and, uh, and share the successes too. Um, and that's what's really great about this community. We're, like, uh, you know, we're all out there to, to help out each other and, and to make the whole community a successful one. Um, and and uh, it's just been really fantastic. And the chamber's been hugely supportive of, of our business as well. And even though we're, again, kind of a little bit south of the traditional footprint of the, of the neighborhood, um, we, we just relate so much to Andersonville and, uh, and everything that the chamber has done to support us and make that happen. Yeah, no, I love South Andersonville. I mean, as someone who, you know, we are currently pretty much in South Andersonville as we sit here, um, there's, you know, the thrift store down there is great. There's that little Babylon restaurant. The um, They unfortunately didn't yeah. close. But they closed. Yes. Right. No. <laughs> but hopefully we will they see had, something fantastic going. That's they had 99 cent falafel sandwiches <laughs> on Friday. Oh, that's a bummer. Well, whatever will be there, I'm sure will be wonderful. Um, but no, it's just like such, it, you're right. You know, there there isn't a lot of foot traffic down there, but when you do go down there, it's fantastic. Yeah. Well, we're hoping to change that with the week coming up here. Absolutely. Yeah. All yeah, kinds of stuff sure. happening. Yeah. So. <laughs> we actually just had a brand new coffee shop open at Clark and Lawrence I yesterday. Um, and they, Ridman's Coffee, we went and visited them. They're super cute, locally owned. I'm pretty sure Ridman's is a combination of the two owners' last names. How cute. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping that helps push people down or at least get them to stop there and then walk their way up. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm gonna go down there soon. Um, well, I know that there was there was one more uh, that we hadn't heard from the Raven yet on your last question, but I also know that we should probably wrap up soon. Uh, so a quick answer. Is that <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, our experience is a little different just because we're a nonprofit organization. So one of the things that Chambers of Commerce really help us with are just figuring out what those partnerships are where we can work together. For instance, uh, we do opening night receptions and we were able to partner with Pork Shop in Andersonville to bring all our people there, which is a fantastic 
experience because they can do a much better job than we can mm-hmm. <laughs> of feeding and serving people and giving them a great environment. So for us, it's really about community partnerships. That's fantastic. Awesome. Well, um, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Dan. Dan wait, this isn't the right the part. Sorry. Uh, the last thing we do with all of our guests <laughs> usually is a one-minute plug for anything they have upcoming. And, and so for most of the time, that's usually like an arts organization that has a performance upcoming. So instead, what I think we can do, and I, I think for The Raven, that that's, that can definitely be uh, held to the same bar, if you will. Um, but I think what would be helpful probably uh, is... Just if you have a place that folks can learn more about your business and learn more about what you're up to and kind of keep up with like maybe social media, like a website presence, anything like that. Um, and then, yeah, feel free to like mention anything that maybe stuff that you have upcoming with Art Walk for people to, folk to, to check out. We'll just kind of go around the room. So let's start with the Raven. All right. One, come to the Theater Crawl on Tuesday night. Two, come see our show the next weekend. Uh, which is Choir Boy by Terrell Alvin McCraney. It's a fantastic show. It's never been seen in Chicago before. Come see it. You can learn about that at raventheater.com. Theater with the British spelling R-E. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Enjoy. Well, that's going to be tough to follow. <laughs> uh, well, if you'd like to learn more about what we're doing during Arts Week, you can reach us at uh, woodenspoonchicago.com. So we have the website. We have what we're going to be doing. And... Um, we hope to see you guys. Uh, we hope to see people this week, next week. You can find out more about the Guesthouse Hotel on our website, uh, theguesthousehotel.com. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram. Um, our cubbies are doing amazingly well right mm-hmm. now, and we're very <laughs> close to Wrigley. So if you want to come in town for a ball game, um, you can walk to Wrigley in about 20 minutes. Nice. Uh, so we hope to see lots of you there. So Andersonville has a lot going on all the time. Um, Yes, come to Arts Week next week. Uh, You can find more on that at andersonville.org backslash A-A-W for Andersonville Arts Week. Otherwise, our regular website has a lot of information on it, andersonville.org. And I will say that shortly after Arts Week, on October 29th, we have the last Andersonville dessert crawl. Mm of Halloween weekend. So that will be the final crawl. We usually have about 600 uh, guests come in for that on two different routes. Oh my gosh. Of lots of sweets. It's it's an insane amount of sugar and (laughs) delicious things, but people go crazy. They do bring Tupperware. That's totally acceptable. And I'm really hoping that uh, we get to visit with the local community during Arts Week. We're at 5226 North Clark Street transit tees. We're across the street from Women and Children's First, and we're just looking forward to the weekend. Cool. All right, well, thank you all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson. And I continue to be Maureen Smith. If you want to keep up with what we are up to, there are a lot of ways that you can do that. You can head over to scopymag.com. That's our website. We post all of our articles there, all of our podcast episodes, as well as all of our videos, studios, uh, our sessions, and all those things. Um... Otherwise, you can find us in all of the social media places. On Facebook, we're under Scopy Magazine. And then in all other places, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Google Play, and iTunes Podcasts, we are under Scopy Mag. And we spell that S-C-A-P-I-M-A-G. 
And as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. We run on a shoestring budget. Everything that we've been able to do up to this point has been through your generosity. So first of all, thank you so much. Second of all, we could use a little bit more help. If you're in a position to give, you can head to our website, scopymag.com, go to our About section. There are a couple ways that you can give. If you could do a one-time donation, you will have our eternal gratitude. If you choose to give on a monthly level, some cool things will happen. First of all, our next two donors at any level will receive a free bag of half-wit coffee. At $10 a month, you'll receive one free session per month of studio photography with Daniel in our space. And at $25 a month or above, you'll be a part of our affiliate program. We're grateful to our donors at every level, but our affiliates are individuals, businesses, and organizations who support our mission of uplifting local arts and independent media at a higher level. We believe that such generosity during this time deserves recognition. So our affiliates will be featured on our website with a link to their website or social media as a means of advertisement and will receive a Scopy affiliate window sticker. So give a little, give a lot, and if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share. Cool. Thanks again so much for listening. Go out and make something. Yep.